0: apples welcome back to the weekly podcast the good apple with me your host Sharonda simone the good apple is a place where christ followers at any stage of your walk can learn to apply powerful life transformative biblical truths to live in the world but not of the world according to john 15 we are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives seasoned, and salty with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. Apples, welcome or welcome back. welcome back to the good apple podcast today we are going to be talking about cussing christians and cancel culture so can or should christians cuss and can christians actually be canceled we're gonna deep dive into that in today's podcast so stay tuned Hello Apples, it's a girl here, Sharonda Simone, the host of The Good Apple Podcast. This is the very first episode of Many More to Come. I am so excited. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do through these podcasts. I'm looking forward to starting a really good, genuine conversation with a community of believers. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. Thank you so very much for coming by. Be sure to follow me on whatever platform you're listening to because I have lots of podcasts coming up, you guys. I mean, it is really going to be life transformative. You are going to get some really good conversations. I'm going to have guests on the podcast. That way, you don't only get my perspective, but you get the perspective of other apples in the world living, doing life together as we just work toward being the best, Christ followers and apples that we can be. Now, I know I keep on calling you guys apples. Trust me, I'm going to explain all of that later on in the podcast. But for now, I first want to just Just give a little bit of information about me. If it's your first time coming across me, you might not know anything. And so I just want to just let you know that way, you know, we can begin to build somewhat of a relationship. Again, I like genuine relationships, okay? I'm not a fluff or frivolous person. If you know me personally, you know that... I like to actually, you know, create community around me. And for me as a Christian, that is what I have found has been so very helpful in my walk with Christ. So no matter where you are, let's say you're a baby Christian, right? You know, you just accepted God not too long ago. You just accepted Jesus as your personal savior. Not to worry. There's going to be something for you on this podcast. But let's say also too, maybe you were raised in the church, but your relationship with God isn't as strong, as tight, as fruitful as you would like it to be. I have something for you too, okay? Or let's say you're just kind of thinking about it. You know, Maybe you don't have a specific faith path right now. Maybe you are seeking and you came across this podcast. I have something for you as well, okay? And for some of you, you're just looking to grow your relationship with Christ. This is the podcast for you. So we are going to do this journey together. We are all going to find out what the Bible says. Okay, this is going to be a Bible-based podcast. It is not going to be just a bunch of opinion because we have enough opinions, right? Who else agrees? The world is full of opinions. But we want biblical truths, biblical facts that are going to help us To navigate this life together. The Good Apple Podcast is for people who want to be in the world and not of the world. And that's what the Bible tells us to do in John 15, right? It tells us that we are to be in the world, but we're not to be consumed with the world around us. And another thing too, is that I am a firm believer that Christians should be at the forefront. Why? Because we are God's kids. We are kingdom kids. So for me, looking around, I see so many influencers and I see so many influential spaces where Christians just aren't well represented. We're changing all of that. So if you are a Christ follower, if you are one of God's apples and you want to just come together with other like-minded people and greatly impact this world. According to Matthew 5, we are going to be salty and seasoned and flavored. We are going to be lights on the top of the hill so that when others see the life we're living, they can come and say, hmm, how are you living so well? And we can say, all glory be to God. Okay, so that's just like a little bit of information about what we're going to be doing here on the Good Apple Podcast. I am Sharonda Simone. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a surgically trained practicing podiatrist. And I'm also an evangelist. No matter what I'm doing, no matter who I'm talking to, Jesus comes up. That is what I do. I talk about Jesus. I talk about God. I talk about how amazing he is. And that is the mantle that is placed on my life. So each of you listening, no matter where you are in your faith walk, you have a calling you have a mantle you have a mandate you have a special unique talent gift from god that you need to share with the world okay mine is evangelism you can't talk to me for more than one to two minutes before you hear about jesus okay because that's just what i do that is my god-given mantle that being said I want to get other people in the conversation because there are other Christ followers there are other apples. So again, like I mentioned before, we're going to have guests here. If you want to be a guest, maybe you have something that you'd like to add to this conversation to our community of good apples. Shoot me an email, reach out to me, contact me on Instagram. Okay. Contact me on Facebook. I'm on all the social media platforms. I recently created a Twitter account for the first time all for the good apple podcast so i'm looking for other good apples if you know that you have a message that you want to get out to god's people this is the space to do it reach out to me let's talk about it let's see how we can just come together as a community because there is strength in numbers all right we are not going to do this walk alone we are going to do this together and with the direction of god Now, before I get too much more into the podcast, I do want to stop and just do a prayer. I want to invite God into this episode. I want to make sure that we are in the right frame of mind to hear from him. So if you can, go ahead, bow your head, close your eyes. If you can't, no problem. We're going to go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for being God. We thank you so much for being the God that never changes, Lord. We lift you up. We give you praise right now, God. And we just ask that you come and inhabit this podcast, Lord. I thank you so much for waking me up this morning. I thank you so much for waking up the listeners on the other end of this podcast. Lord, I ask right now that you would just clear our minds of distractions. Lord, that you would clear our minds of any Uh, issues or problems that might be weighing on our hearts so that we can receive and hear all that you have for us today lord we lift you up we praise your name and we just give you all of the glory right now in the name of jesus we pray amen true story okay um And don't worry, we are going to get into the Cussing Christian part of this episode very, very soon. I know that that's why you guys clicked on it, because that's what we're dealing with right now in March 2021. You know, I actually had episodes one episode two and part of episode three already recorded for this podcast i had it scheduled episode one was edited flawlessly i mean intro outro it was sounding good you guys it was already scheduled to be uploaded tomorrow which is march 21st 2021. but then plot twist talking to my husband you know we're just having a casual conversation and my husband is a very intelligent man. Laurent Josie, intelligent man, a strong man of God. I mean, uh, just an apostle in his own right, okay? mover and Shaker. And we're having a very candid conversation, which that's how our conversations go, okay? If you're married to a candid person, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm just sharing with him, you know, a little bit about what the podcast is going to be about and how it's going to flow and my vision for it. And then, you know... I don't know. He was like, maybe you should try something different because there are so many teachers and preachers that just do Bible study, which Bible study is very important. Okay. You should definitely be studying the word of God. However, when I talk to other men and women of God, okay, people who have dedicated their lives to Christ, one of the biggest problems is actually applying the Bible to today's life. So that is what I want to do on this podcast. So I'm taking a different perspective OK, so that's why I want for it to be life application. So we're definitely going to be using the word of God as our litmus test. OK, that is going to be how we are going to decide what we should be doing as the good apples. All right. We right, we're gonna do that together. So the Bible is the gold standard. And then we're going to make it applicable to our lives today. So a lot of, you know, current events, we're going to be talking about things like that. So when I was talking with my husband and he was like, Hey, you know, you're really good at living in the world, but not of the world. Maybe you should share that part. I was like, all right, I see what you're saying. So I've scrapped it. I'm literally recording this podcast, March 20, 2021. We're starting from scratch because I want to make sure that this is applicable to you. I want to make sure that you can use this information to live in today's world. That is what we've been told to do. So that's what we're going to do here on the podcast. So I really hope you're excited about it because I am. So one of the main things right now in, you know, trending topics is Cussing Christians and Kirk Franklin. Now, I'm not going to delve into people's lives and business. That's not what we're going to do here on the podcast. But I do want to, you know, kind of look into the situation a bit because it's real life. You know, maybe you know that you have a potty mouth. Okay, maybe there are certain words that you like to say when you're angry or you're emotional that you probably would not say in front of your pastor or your grandmother. Okay, Um, and so I want to talk about that. So we're going to go to the Bible. And I want to hear your feedback, all right? Reach out to me. Like I said, I want to hear your feedback uh, because this is a real life topic, okay? So cussing Christians, can Christians cuss? Should Christians cuss? Well, let's see what the word of God says about it first because that's the most important thing. You always want to go to the word of God. You know, if you don't have a, a starting point that is, objective meaning it's you can't persuade it you can't change it it's not an opinion based it is just truth if you don't have a starting point of truth guess what then anything goes and that's why i say one of the main things we have to do as christians is have a starting point so christianity 101 look the bible is the litmus test all right if you have a question if you have a concern if you have a a situation where you don't know what to do, guess what? The Bible has an answer for that. That's literally how I run my life. If hubby and I are having a disagreement about something, or if I'm talking with my kids and I'm thinking, Hmm, how am I going to get this message across to them? Or maybe I'm having a personal issue in my life, anything relationship with friends, anything I look and say, what does the Bible say? Or maybe there's an opportunity that you have come in. Maybe there's a situation that you have coming up and you're trying to think, is this what I should be doing? Nine times out of 10, there is a verse for that. There is a biblical truth, a principle that you can use to apply to your life situation. The thing about it is you have to know how to do that. That's what we're going to do here on the Good Apple Podcast. All right. Now, if you are getting value from this podcast so far if you are feeling the community that we are building here then let me know you know by following me on whatever platform okay very important for you to do that because i want for us to grow rapidly because guess what we are out here sometimes it is so hard to find other like-minded people you know there are many people that you know are good people but they might not be godly people I'm looking for the other godly people, not perfect people. There was only one perfect man who walked the earth. His name was Jesus. Okay. It's not me. It's not you. So we're not looking for perfect people. We're looking for God's people, godly people. So follow me on whatever platform. That way we can rapidly build our community so we can do this thing called life together. Okay. So let's see what the Bible says about swear words, about profanity, about, you know, unclean speech. Let's go to Proverbs. If you have your Bible, pull it out. If you don't have it, no problem. You can go ahead and look at these verses on your own later on. Now, the Bible is very specific, okay, when it talks about the way you use your tongue. So we know Proverbs eighteen twenty one says there is both life and death in the power of the tongue. So what does that mean? That means that you can either use your tongue to plant seeds of life or to plant seeds of death. And I say seeds because I kind of think about the words that leave my mouth as little seeds that are just spewing out of my mouth and being planted in whatever soil. So whether you're talking to your wife, your husband, your best friend, your co-worker, you know, your mother, your father, whatever you say, those words are seeds because words are transformative. Remember, God created the world using words. He didn't have a magic wand that he just flung around. He didn't even have to use his hands and pull things together. He used words. He said, let there be light and there was light. That is how God created. And that is why as God's children, as God's people, we know, actually, you don't have to be God's people. I mean, anybody with a tongue, okay, you can either create life or death. That's just how it is with your words. So that being said, when we're talking about using swear words, when we're talking about profanity, hmm, is that life giving or death giving. I mean, you know, is it adding to someone's life? Is it adding to a situation or is it taking from, is it subtracting? I think it's more of a subtraction. What do you guys think? You know, some people think it's just a way to colorful or to add color to a conversation or to add more interest or to add emphasis. I know a lot of people who, you know, for them, swearing is a way to really drive home the point. But if we're using words as you know, if we know how we're using our words and we know that words are are like little seeds, okay, words are seeds. So think of it like a word picture in your mind. When you speak a word, when you speak it, it's a seed going forth that's going to get planted in whatever soil and then it's going to grow and then it's going to bear fruit and that fruit is going to then populate and be available for others, and it's going to actually be present in the lives of the person you spoke it into, then it becomes more of a, you know, a concern about how we use our tongue. Okay. So if we also look in Proverbs, Proverbs 4, 24, it talks about how, you know, we should not use crooked speech or devious talk. Now I think we can all agree, no matter, you know, if you are a faith person or not, I think we can all agree that certain words of profanity, they're crooked. They're devious. Okay. When you think about, let's say the F word, who the F word, what does that mean? It actually means fornication under consent of the King. When you're talking about fornication. Well, you know, fornication is it right. Okay, now if you're not a Bible-believing person, then you might not think so, but that doesn't make it any less true. Okay, there's a fact, and then there's truth. You can have facts. The fact is, most people don't think that there's anything wrong with fornication, but the truth is, the Bible says it's wrong. Okay, and so if you're looking at the truth, well, fornication under consent of the king—what you talking about? Why would you even have to use the F word in the, any kind of situation? You see what I'm saying? And so when you think about it, why would you even put that word into a conversation? I know for most people, it's just something that, you know, you grew up hearing or that you've adopted as an adult or, you know, as a young adult, whatever. But I mean, is that giving life? First of all, our King is God. Apples, your King is God. And under which circumstance would God give you consent to fornicate? he wouldn't exactly. Okay. So that's one thing. And then again, if we look at Proverbs 8, 13, okay. Proverbs 8, 13 says that the Lord hates perverted speech. Now, some versions of the Bible will say that God hates crooked speech. Other versions will say froward speech. And that just means lying. And then in other versions of the Bible, it will say perverse. But I think the consensus is that no matter what translation you're reading, God doesn't like speech that is unclean or it is untrue or it is not life giving. So if you put, you know, just those Bible verses together, you can see that you probably should not be using certain words In your everyday speech. Now, again, we're not talking about, you know, name blaming and all of that. And no, we're not doing any of that. We're not casting blame, but it's just more of a conversation and, you know, an enlightenment. We're talking about applying the Bible to our everyday lives, right? So I think that if you just look at these three verses, just these verses alone, Christians probably should not be cussing, okay? Because it's not pleasing to God. And it's not giving life. You're listening to The Good Apple Podcast, where one good apple saves the bunch. Alright apples, so I have another Bible verse for you that is going to tell us exactly how we can apply this biblical truth to our lives, okay? So now you know better, you do better, but look... Let me just say this too. Maybe you don't struggle with cussing, all right? Like for me, cussing is not a problem. I didn't, you know, grow up cursing. I didn't grow up hearing it. So that's not a stronghold. But maybe for you, it's negative talk. It's self doubt. It's gossip. It's speaking fear into your life. Any word or words that you use that are not giving life to your situation or life to the situation of others. That's something that is speaking death into a situation, right? So you can still apply this whole concept, even if you're not someone who deals with profanity. You can still apply this biblical truth to other areas of your speech, okay? So now let's look at Romans 12, all right? Romans 12, again, if you're not able to open your Bible right now, make sure you jot this down. I will try and have it in show notes, you know, depending on how you're listening to this podcast. All right. But Romans 12 says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, living sacrifice is a total like juxtaposition, like it's, it's opposite. Okay. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but it's like, it's opposite living sacrifice. If something is living, it's not dead. If something is sacrificed, it's dead. (laughs) So that's, that is the issue we think. Okay. Living sacrifice. When you read the Bible, you want to actually, you know, deep dive into the words because living sacrifice doesn't quite make sense. How can I be living and dying at the same time? Well, here's the thing. If you're a living sacrifice, you yourself are going to be alive. There's still going to be blood rushing through your veins, heart pumping, your mind working, all systems go, but you have to sacrifice your will at times. You have to sacrifice your own perception of things. You have to sacrifice the way you want to do things. That's the sacrificial part. The human side, the flesh side, the sinful side, because we're all sinners, right? So you have to give yourself as a living sacrifice. So you're still breathing, but you're dying. You're killing the part of you that wants to be wayward. How do you do that? How do you do that? Because we're all sinful. We all have sinful ways. Boom. Verse 12, uh, sorry, chapter 12, verse 2 Tells us that, okay? So it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? First of all, we have to stop putting garbage in because garbage in equals garbage out. If you agree, let me know. Because if you are listening to uh, movies and music, and even, you know, other podcasts that are just full of you, of uh, swear words. Okay, but guess what? That is going in. So when the time comes for you to speak, that is what's going to come out. All right. Now, I'm not saying that I've never listened to a song with a swear word. Okay, please realize that I am imperfect as well. But what I am saying is that there are certain things that I don't listen to. And I don't encourage my family members to listen to because you are constantly putting that in your mind. That's what's going to come out. All right. So this is how we can renew our mind. First of all, don't let foolishness in like literally just say, look, I'm not going to let that foolishness into my mind. And then when the time comes for you to be angry or to be frustrated or to be you know, extremely excited then you don't have that filth to pull from because it's not in there in the first place. So first things first, you submit to God. Say, look, my bad. I didn't know. Forgive me, Lord. He's so great. He is so great and so merciful that he is always going to forgive us, okay? Always going to say, it's all right. Come on back. Come on back, Apple. Come on back. I love you. All right? And then after you just admit, hey, there's the problem, then you can now say, hmm, how can I then have something better to pull from? How can I renew my mind? Stop watching all these negative, you know, um, shows where all they talk about is marriages breaking up. All they talk about is, you know, stress and struggle and deceit. Stop putting that in your mind. Don't let your mind get so full of that that that's what spews over the top. Because whatever's in your heart, that's what's going to come out. Again, this is just, it's biblical truth. This is exactly how we can make these life changes, you guys. All right. And it's not overnight. Like I said before, it's little by little. And just every time a course correction, course correction. Think about driving down the road, right? When you're driving down a road, even though it looks straight, like, you know, just the big picture, it's straight. You have to constantly course correct with your steering wheel. Otherwise you'll go over into the soft shoulder. You'll go over into an oncoming car, right? Because even though it looks straight, there are minor changes and little adjustments that you have to make along the way in order to stay on the path. So it's not perfect you know all the time you don't fall asleep at the wheel because oops I did one thing right no trust me Sharonda is constantly course correcting apples we have to constantly course correct and how you do that is by daily renewing your mind every single day if you put good in good will come out a plus b equals c it's scientific all right it's scientific biblical truth okay Now I'm going to take a quick break again, and then we're going to be back and we're going to talk about canceling Christian culture. Is that even possible? Can Christians be canceled? We're going to talk about it right after this break. Hello apples. I really hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I know that I am really enjoying sharing the information with you. I truly feel like God is already moving and we haven't even gotten into the nitty gritty yet. Now, if you are finding any of this information valuable, go ahead and share the podcast because I do know that if the Lord puts someone on your heart, whether it's a coworker or a roommate or a parent or a friend, a neighbor, if someone is placed on your heart, God knows exactly why they need to hear this message. So go ahead, be obedient and share. Okay, apples. So let's rewind to August. 2020, okay? I'm having a conversation with one of my really good friends, longtime friends. We went to high school together in Jamaica, Go Westwood, all right? And we were having this really great conversation because Trish, that's my friend, she recently launched a hair care line, okay? And I'm just so proud of her. She's just an amazing person in her own right. She is a prophetess of God, okay? So that is her God-given mantle. Um but she's also this amazing Entrepreneur, So she started this hair, Caroline. We're chatting about it. I'm so proud of her, excited. And then somehow the conversation segues into a prophetic message from God. Okay. So she is literally talking to me and telling me, hey, this is what God says. Now I'm going to actually go into my Instagram account because I want to make sure that I'm telling you the story as you know authentically as possible. All right. So here it is. We're having this conversation in my DM. And she says to me, stop asking God for signs and be the prophet like Gideon who told God the signs he wants to look for. Do not vacillate between should I do it or should I not do it? Do it by faith. She said, your life is authentic. You know God and you're one of his witnesses in the earth. Do not diminish your gift or dreams. Don't shrink back. It only takes faith. Okay, so apples. As she's typing this out to me okay I was in that moment in that season of my life I knew that God wanted for me to pivot all right and he had Told me that he wanted for me to do a podcast, but I've had other podcasts in the past, all right? So this is not my first go-around. I have a medical podcast that I no longer do anymore, but I was already, you know, aware of what it takes to do a podcast. Now I have so many things on my plate. So I was saying, look, Lord, if you really want for me to do this, you will have to show me a sign, okay? Because I'm already burning on fumes right now, and I want to make sure that if I'm doing this, it's something that you want for me to do. So when she is telling me this in my DM, I'm like, oh snap, this is exactly what I was just talking to God about. So she's telling me like, look, you need to do this. You need to make it happen because this is what God wants for you right now. And so as we're talking, she tells me, the Lord says to go and read Isaiah 65. All right. So I'm obedient. I don't believe I read it that same day. I think I waited a couple of days, you know, got busy, life got headache. So I go and a few days later, I read Isaiah 65. Now, I'll be honest, when I first started reading it, I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe she made a mistake. Maybe it was a different, you know, book in the Bible because I wasn't getting that tingly feeling. You know, when we're reading the word of God and we're thinking like, you want something to jump off the page and you want for it to be, you know, rah, rah, boom, ba you're a child of God. Go get it, get it done. But when I was reading Isaiah 65, I wasn't getting anything. Nothing was jumping out, you know, because she told me to read it in either the message version or the good news version, and then jot down what. The Lord was telling me, so I'm trying to do that, but I was like, "Hmm, nothing is standing out, you know? So I keep reading though. And it wasn't until I got to verse eight that a light bulb went off. All right. So let's go to Isaiah 65 verse eight. Now I'm reading from the message translation. Okay. So it says God's message. But just as one bad apple doesn't ruin the whole bushel, there are still plenty of good apples left. So I'll preserve those in Israel who obey me. I won't destroy the nation. I'll bring out my true children from Jacob and the heirs of my mountains from Judah. My chosen will inherit the land. My servants will move in. The lush valley of Sharon in the west will be a pasture for flocks And in the East, the Valley of Acre, a place for herds to graze. These will be for the people who bothered to reach out to me, who wanted me in their lives, who actually bothered to look for me. Apples. Oh my gosh. So when I read this, the first line alone, it says, but just as one bad apple doesn't ruin the whole bushel. Now, when you hear that statement, isn't that totally contradictory to what the world says? The world says one bad apple ruins the bunch. Mm -mm. God says not so. All right. He says, but just as one bad apple doesn't ruin the whole bushel, there are still plenty of good apples left. That is why we are the good apples. We are the good that's left. We are the apples that are going to, to be preserved. So that is why I call us the good apples because literally as I read Isaiah 8, it just jumped out off the page and I was like, yes, Lord, that's the sign I needed. Thank you so very much. So thank you so much to Trish as well. Okay. Thank you so very much because it was in that moment that I realized this is exactly what God wants for me to do. And so I am inviting you to come On this journey, come into this community. Let us do this thing called life together as the good apples. Okay. Let us be the people who bothered to reach out to God, who want God in our lives, who actually bother to look for him. Let's be those people because the blessings that he was talking about in Isaiah 65, 8 through 10. Yeah, that's for us. Okay. So that's why I call us the good apples. So then that goes to the question, can you really cancel Christian culture. I might be one of the few people who has not heard the video with Kirk Franklin cussing and telling his son off. All right. Personally, I don't need that in my head. I already know what curse words are. It's not going to add to my life, so I'm not putting it in, but this is an important conversation. All right. It's a very important conversation that we in the Christian community need to have because right now, Kirk Franklin is on the cancel culture chopping block. Christianity is on that same chopping block. Okay. So this time more than ever, Christians are, you know, we're under attack. Christianity is under attack. Now this is not a new thing, but with every generation, I mean, you know, Satan and his plans, I mean, he's devious. Okay. So the world is rapidly changing and moving away from God so we as the good apples you know we have to definitely unify okay so that's why i'm literally calling out for other christ followers other apples like let's all you know do a transformer move you know like let us all like just build up into this big army of god because we're out there okay so that's the uh, one thing but going back to what i was saying you know when we talk about cancel culture is that even possible we know that there are attempts happening but is that even possible? I'm going to answer that question later on, but right here, right now, I want to kind of pinpoint something that I think is pivotal in, you know, the Christian uh, circle. All right. So when you hear about a prophet or a pastor or an evangelist, or, you know, a Christian artist, and they have fallen from grace for whatever reason, The first thing is that we as Christians need to respond properly. Why? Because the world is looking at us. If we're running around talking about cancel him, cancel him, guess what? That is giving strength to the negativity of the outside world, okay? Of other non-believers, of those who are already anti-Christ, anti-God. You're just giving them more ammunition. Now, am I saying that we condone it? Absolutely not. Okay. We just talked about that. I mean, and there's another Bible verse that says you shouldn't have, you know, blessings and cursings coming out of the same mouth because it just, it doesn't work. Okay. That's just, it doesn't work. So definitely we know we've established biblical truth. You shouldn't be using profanity. You know, that's just not edifying at all. However, in light of that, we have to be careful as Christians. Number one, that we don't respond in a certain way that would give ammunition to the enemy. It's like airing your dirty laundry. You and your family, you have a problem. That's a private situation, you know? So now the whole world knows about this. How is that adding to the kingdom of God? It's not. How is that adding to the ministry? It's not. So am I saying, okay, well, you know, this is not something that, um, that happens. No, it happens. Is it right? It's not right. But as Christians, we need to deal with our stuff internally. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, we shouldn't go around bad mouthing and, and, um, acting like those who don't know God, because that only hurts the ministry. Okay. The second thing is so many times you might have a pastor or a teacher or a preacher who is found in a compromising position. Okay. And you can feel it kind of rattle the whole Christian circle you know, some big pastor or evangelist is found with a prostitute. All right. Or they um, are abusing their spouse or they're laundering money. I mean, all really, really bad things. But at the same time, this should not impact your walk with God. Your walk needs to be personal. If you know God for yourself, no matter what another person is doing or not doing that should not impact your walk to the point where you begin to question, well, hmm, is this God thing real? Is it true what the Bible says? Because I just saw pastor so-and-so and and he was doing, she was doing. So therefore you start to ask yourself all these questions. I am encouraging you right now as Christ followers, As apples, the good apple. Make sure that you know God for yourself. Make sure that you and God have an actual relationship. Because people are going to fall. Men and women, we are sinful. You might be looking at somebody and you have them on this pedestal and you believe that they can do no wrong. Mm -mm, Not so. They are human. They are flesh and blood just like you and I. So, yes, we have people that we look up to. Yes, we have people that we say, oh, great. You know, you want to emulate them. You respect their Christ walk. But at the same time, make sure that their life is not why you feel close to God. Make sure that their life is not why you have faith in God. Make sure that you and God have an understanding. You and God have a relationship. That you know that the word of God is true. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible talks about this, okay? He is the same God. It doesn't matter what Kirk Franklin does. It doesn't matter what your pastor does. It doesn't matter what the politician does. It doesn't matter what pop culture does. God is the same. His word is the same. His promises are are the same. So don't let issues within the church, issues within the Christian circle, don't let these things rattle your faith. Your foundation should be strong in God. In Hebrews 13, 8, we read that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Everybody else is going to change. Everybody else is going to make mistakes. But apples, in order for you to be able to stay and stand and withstand all of the foolishness of this world, you've got to know that the only human that you can base your life off of, the only human that you can say, okay, I'm going to see exactly what he does or what he did in order to make sure that I'm on the right path is Jesus Christ. Because Hebrews thirteen eight says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So in August of this year, Hubby and I will be celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary. Really, really excited about it. We plan on doing like a whole vow renewal, including the kids, making it really sentimental. So I'm so excited about that, right? So I've been looking in, you know, photo albums and I've been just, you know, reminiscing on the day and how special it was. Well... One thing jumped out at me and I figured I would share it with you guys because it is definitely pertinent to this podcast conversation. Okay. There is one guest at my wedding that I remember in particular, and her story is just a testament to how much God can change our lives when we allow him to. So this lady is someone who I have known ever since I was young. She and my mother were good friends. And even to this day, they remain good friends. She was that kind of person where if you went on vacation, she would walk your dog for you or she would water your plants for you. Just a really sweet person, very kind, very generous, hilarious. But there was one thing about her that I also remember. She could cuss. And I'm talking about stringing together curse words in ways that I had never heard before. Now, I was old enough to know that the words that she was using, I should not also use. But I do just remember thinking that she had a very unique way of talking, even if she were just telling us a regular story, no high or low emotions, she was putting curse words in her conversation. But then fast forward to my wedding date. When I saw her, she literally looked different. Her face looked different. Like I could tell it was her. But there was a whole different countenance, just a change in the way she talked, a change in the way she walked. Her whole persona was transformed. But not only that, she is also the co-pasta for her local church. Now that she is a Christian, the closer she got to God the further she moved away from sinful behavior. So it's not perfection, you guys, not at all. But it is just the way it works. When you invite God into areas of your life, when you surrender certain parts of your lives, the inevitable outcome is that you change. It's impossible to be close to God and not change. So I could physically see the changes. I mean, I could look at her and she looked different. She looked younger and it has been like at least a decade and a half since I've seen her and I could hear the change. I mean, no more profanity. The speech was just totally different and it was so empowering. It was so encouraging and it was just confirmation that if you renew your mind by doing your part, God is obligated to do his part. So I'm not sure all the steps that it took, but what I am saying is it was God. God did it. Apples. This is real stuff. We're talking about application of the word of God. This is how it happens. The closer you get to God, the further you move from sin. It's just, that's how it is. It literally is just that direct. The closer you get to God, the more you study his word, the more you renew your mind by keeping the garbage out, letting the good in. The more you do that, then the closer you get to God the further sin goes away because it doesn't feel right. There are certain things that I used to watch, certain songs I used to listen to I'm talking about like years ago that I can't even stomach now. I can't even listen. Sometimes you know I'll go on Spotify and I'll have like a playlist and you know and I'm like, whoo, when did I make this playlist? I must not have been filling myself up with the word of God, okay? Because if you have, if you're full to the brim, think about it this way. Think about, okay, another word picture here, right? Think about a glass of water. You have the glass of water. And if there is no room at the top, I mean, it's full to the brim of water. If you add anything else, you're, it's going to spill, right? It's going to just overflow, So think about your mind. Think about your heart as a glass. If you fill it with the word of God, if you fill it with uplifting, empowering, enlightening, positive information, anytime something else tries to get in, only God's going to overflow. Godliness, goodness, you know, righteousness is going to overflow please just get this. It is just that, uh, when I say simple, that's not to be confused with easy. Okay. Cause it's not always easy. All right. I mean, it, Christianity is not always an easy walk, but it's a simple walk. It's not perfection, but it is just a different way of moving a different way of living. I mean, because light and dark cannot exist in the same space. You know, so often people give me compliments about my skin, and I love skincare. I absolutely enjoy doing skincare. But when I get compliments, I am always reminded of how far I've come. Okay, because growing up, I had painful cystic acne, and so when someone says, "Oh my gosh, your skin is so pretty! You're glowing! You know, you look like you're pregnant!" Eh, no, not again. Okay, but when I hear those compliments, um. I think of it this way, like, look, yeah, you know, I put in the work as far as the skincare, you know, and taking care of my body, but the best type of skincare is getting close to God. Okay. Because when God's countenance is upon you, you look different, man. You just, you glow differently. Everything you walk differently. Psalms 34 verse five says it. Those who look to him, their faces are radiant and never covered in shame. So if you want the best skincare regimen, get close to God. All righty, apples. So let's wrap this up. Okay. So at the beginning of the podcast, I had two questions. Number one, can Christians cuss or should you curse as a Christian? Right. I mean, is there something such as a cussing Christian? And then two, can Christian culture actually be canceled? All right. Those are the two questions posed at the beginning of this podcast. Now, I believe that we thoroughly went over the reasons why, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, your speech should not include profanity. Now, here's the deal Does that mean that if you use profanity, that you are not a Christian? No. And the reason I say that is because there are levels to this, okay? Based on what you know. You are going to live your life that way. So if you know God, the closer you get to God, you're not going to remain the same. So initially, maybe if you didn't have that knowledge, maybe if you hadn't had that conviction, you might, you know, use words that you shouldn't use. Okay. But guess what? As you get closer to God, as you daily renew your mind, as you submit and become a living sacrifice, then the urge, the propensity, the normality of cursing, that's going to fade away. All right. It's inevitable because the word of God changes you. Living a godly life changes you. All right. So that's the first thing. But let me know what you think. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. All right. The second thing is, can Christian culture actually be canceled? Nope. Absolutely not. God's people can't be canceled, all right? There are so many promises in the word of God that tell us that God's people are here to stay. Not only that, we already know the end of this battle. It's fixed. We know that we are more than conquerors, all right? So you just don't even win with God. You more than win, okay? You win and then some. You win plus, 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 all right? So can Christian culture actually be canceled? No, But we as Christ followers have to do our part to make sure that we aren't quieted. We're not silenced. We're not stomped out. We're not pushed to the side. Okay. So that's what I want for you to, you know, remember as we're talking about this cancel culture, everybody wants to cancel. If it doesn't you know, fit with the norm and it doesn't fit with society, if it doesn't fit with pop culture, then it's canceled. No, no, no. You can't cancel God's people. All right. Because guess what? We are kingdom kids. This earth is not our home. Okay. So we are just here dwelling right now. We're being the salt. We're being the light. Okay. We're adding flavor to the earth, but this is not our home. We are kingdom kids. So don't be concerned or worried. I should say, yes, you should be aware of what's going on, but don't be worried about Christian culture being canceled and the people of God being canceled. Because if you're doing God's work, then you have special coverings, okay? You definitely want to move with Holy Spirit. You definitely want to listen to Holy Spirit before you just, you know, go out here making moves. You have to be wise, all right? Look at Jesus. He was very wise in how he approached things, okay? I was reading the Bible, I think it was the Gospel, um, you know, the one of the Gospels recently, and there are multiple times where... Jesus told his disciples like look I know the Pharisees are after me I know I have some enemies right here so let's go to a different city okay so you have to use wisdom it's not every battle you're supposed to fight you want to link up with God closely with Holy Spirit have him lead your steps okay but in the same token you don't have to be worried about cancel culture because this is not our culture right if you're a good apple, we have a different mandate. All right. Remember our God doesn't move the same way as the world. It's different rules and regulations as kingdom kids. Okay. In the Bible, we read Isaiah 65 verse eight says, just as one bad apple does not ruin the whole bushel, there are still good apples. You and I were good apples. All right, we can still have an impact in this world that can't be canceled. There is no cancel culture when it comes to God's people. All righty, apples. So let's continue this conversation. If you would like to be a guest here on the Good Apple Podcast, shoot me an email, send me a message on Facebook, DM me on Instagram. Let's keep the genuine conversation going. All right, also, too. If you haven't already, share this podcast with a friend. Okay, we're trying to build a community rapidly so that we can have strength in numbers. Okay, so thank you so very much for listening to episode number one of the Good Apple Podcast with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. Until next week, remember, I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.